creating live broadcasts. You can view live comments here once the live broadcast has been created. It's interesting. It says live. Even actually, yeah, I believe it's live before. It live? Like while it's still spinning, yeah. <laughs> I'm alive. Are you alive, Roy? <laughs> Staying alive. <laughs> awesome. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Here we are on Facebook World. Just Facebook World, like uh, in the group, the the new group, the new Word of the Week group. Yeah, and so if you're watching this and we don't seem like we know what we're doing, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we have no idea. We're winging it right now. <laughs> <clears throat> so um, this is the first time that we're coming to you live from a group. Uh, we received a lot of feedback and and comments from people over the last several weeks talking about. Uh, it's been a little bit challenging to find us each week when we go live and that notifications haven't been popping up. And so we created this group so that way we would have one location that we could go live to everybody. And also uh, we're using the Facebook tools now as compared to before we were using some other tools to see how it works today. And hopefully everybody, uh, one of the other things we experienced was that uh, Joe would have people watching on his feed and they'd be commenting over here and then I'd have some people over there and they can't see each other's comments unless we chose to share them and things like that. So now everybody is all in one live video uh, right here so we can see everybody's comments and uh, we can talk to everybody through, through one platform. Yeah. Right. And I'm really not sure if this is showing up on my personal feed or, or not, but no, this hey, is, feel I, think, free. I think this just shares up on the group. Right? Yeah, yeah, but it shows up on your, your feed. Oh, see, I don't know. That's technology. <laughs> it's always changing. <laughs> right, because you went live. So anyway. anyway, well, we got people watching, so welcome. And let's get started with Word of the Week. Yes. Angel had to go to the group, she says. Oh, thanks, Angel. Appreciate that comment. <clears throat> Well, the word right. Of the week. So, we're week. Roy, yeah. it's, word of the week is confused because we confused. don't know. Word of the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, the whole point is that we're just trying to find um, better ways to reach more people. Uh, you know, I I know that not many people were watching on, or at least Facebook wasn't telling me if people were watching, and it's not about likes and follows and watching and stuff. It's the, the idea is that if we're trying to share a message, we want to reach as many people as we can with the message. And those metrics tell us that, hey, we're reaching as many people as possible. So that's what this group is about. And I think what's really cool, Roy, is that um, people could come back and watch it here in the group. We're not bombarding. You know, it's like kind of an opt-in. It's an opt-in list for word of the week <laughs> instead of uh, filling up our our feed. I know that my Facebook community are friends and family of mine. I don't, I don't just randomly accept friend requests. I have about a hundred and some odd friend requests that I haven't accepted um, because I don't know who they are. I don't know who these people are. And um, so that's my close family. And uh, this would be more of a general group and I'll get to meet some of your friends and family here too, I think. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. I know that I have I have two people that watch every single week, and that would be my wife and my son. And my son is always mm -hmm. excited about Word of the Week, and he actually gets really upset whenever he misses it. 
He's like, no, I missed it. I'm like, you can still watch it. It's still there. It's okay. <laughs> but I love the fact that they're actually upstairs watching as I'm down here recording. So it's a lot of fun. Awesome. All right. Anyway, let's get into it. Word of the week. This week is, I don't know what it is. Encouragement. Encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a good job, Joe. <laughs> if you want to know, thanks. Thanks for the encouragement. You want to know, I'm usually like, Royce asks me what we want the word to be, and I usually have no idea. And I'm just like, yeah, just throw us a word. We'll talk about it. And so uh, that's why I never know really what the word's going to be, unless I come up with the word. If I got something on my heart um, or on my mind for the for that day or that period of time in my life, I'm like, I usually am pretty quick to tell you what I want the word to be. Um, and we have great conversations about those. So I think that's what's really cool about word of the week is it doesn't have to be regimented and it's not prescribed or, you know, pre-planned to the point where we don't have flexibility to like, let's dig into the stuff. You have the best conversations when it's something that's close to us, especially when we are talking about struggle. I was having a, a struggling week that week and we were able to have a real, I felt like it was one of our best conversations here was when we were talking about struggle. So um, but encouragement, Roy, that's your word. So won't you hit me with encouragement? What's it mean to you? Where's that coming from today? Yeah. So I'm coaching a, a soccer team right now. My daughter's soccer team. Um, the age ranges are 12 to 14 years old and the majority of the team are newer to soccer. Some of them have been playing for a while, but you know, a lot of the team is newer and one of the things that I'm, I'm, I, I struggle with a little bit is how do we encourage kids who are giving their best but are losing on a regular basis because they're going up against people who have been playing together for five, six, seven years? How do we encourage them and show them the good that they're doing even though they feel defeated? And that's what kind of what was driving my thought on encouragement this morning because even in the workplace, you and I have experienced, like, there, there's kind of this – I don't, we like, we don't like using broad terms like everybody, but sometimes there are individuals that want you to praise them for showing up for work. They want you to praise them because they made it to five o'clock without taking a nap, you know, or, or, or just things I'm, I'm over. Uh, this isn't completely real, but I'm, I'm trying to be, right. you know, general in that sense. But it's true that I saw a meme the other day that said, uh, I want to be a, a kid again because uh, I can take a nap and get praised for taking a nap, you know? <laughs> I like that. I, I, we, we, we can bring that back. We can make that a thing. <laughs> well, you were the one who highly requested the nap pod in our office you know, a few I years did. ago. <laughs> I, I, well, it's because of my days, like, I, I have two or three days in a, in a 24 hour period. <laughs> I wake up, go back to sleep, do work for three or four hours, take a nap, get up and do it again. I, that way I'm always feel like I'm always like refreshed, you know, and I work best in the morning. I, I like when I wake up, like my, my mind uh, feels rested and I, I think better. I, I brainstorm better. So when I wake up from a nap, I'm not like dragging and kind of groggy. I'm like, like rejuvenate. I'm a morning person. So if I can get three mornings in a single day, <laughs> I'm far more productive. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I, I feel you on the encouragement thing. And I think that the people wanting praise for showing up and doing their job is, and that's a cultural thing. Like that, that's not always been the case. We've kind of seen that as a, 
as the participation trophies started coming out, uh, you know, in, in recent generation, like maybe this generation or even started kind of before that. So I think that, you know, society sets a standard on what is acceptable and what isn't um, expected, right? So that's probably a piece of that where if you always grew up, if you, you know, if you grew up in a, in a world where showing up and playing the game, whether you win or lose, you're still going to get a trophy. And then throwing a fit because you didn't get a trophy is like, if that's ex the norm, that's acceptable. I think that that comes with you as you get into school and then you get into the workplace. And it's like, unless someone teaches you differently than that, you're going to bring that with you through life. So um, Simon Sinek, I think did a really great job of explaining that in his millennial video, how that is the culture. It's not their fault that it's our responsibility as leaders who see it differently to lead them down a different path, to teach them a different way. If that's what we're expecting from them and not punish them for being raised a different way. Mm -hmm. So how do you encourage? I think the answer to that would be to teach them a different way. Um, I'm not saying that if everybody in the league is getting a participation trophy that you take the participation trophies away from your team, but but praising good work is probably a great way to encourage um, giving, creating opportunities for them to excel and be rewarded in excelling, right? My, um, <laughs> I had a, co a company commander in the army and he told me, he said, when you show up for PT in the morning, this is not where you train. He said, you train on your own time. And when you show up here, this is your PT test. And when you show up for the actual PT test, that's your championship game. So he changed the expectation. He just changed the standard by changing how we look at it. Because there's a difference between your mindset and your motivation, right? He was changing our mindset. Now, during the run, come on, come on, man, get back in line. What you know, encouraging us, motivating us. Motivation, Zig Ziglar said, motivations are like showers. I recommend you do it daily because it will wear off. <laughs> I love that. Um, so that's motivation. That's in those moments uh, in encouragement in that way. Um, but encouraging people to change their mindset, set a higher standard for themselves. I think that's the best encouragement we could offer. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that perspective because it's not what you do at the game that determines winning and losing. It's it's what happens after the game. It's what happens at the practices. It's what is what happens in the week in between the games that determines you know how the next game is going to go. And you know, and I think that the looking at the big picture too is really important and reminding, especially in this case with these younger kids. Remember that the big picture is. These kids have been playing together for five years. If you want to play better than them in five years, what do we need to do today to get there? And the thing that I always encourage them about is just, just for this week, let's get 10% faster, 10% more intensity, 10% stronger passes, 10% more accuracy, you know, and just drive those little things, you know, and we've seen a significant improvement from game one to the last game that we've just played with the players in that, um, but I think there's also little things that we can do in between as well. Like you said, even when you're running, like, come on, man, step it up, get back in line. In those moments, I think that giving 
rightfully earned compliments is really important and encouragement. And, and I think that there's a danger in telling somebody that they're better than they really are. Um, there's a fine line between um, you're amazing, you're just doing everything right, and you stink, you're never going to do good, right? Two extremes that we don't want to go to either one. We want to be in the middle. This pass that you made was awesome. This breakaway that you had was awesome. This shot on goal that you had was awesome. And I think that that for us is a skill that we have to practice. We have to practice sure. identifying when people are doing good, even in the midst when things are, are going poorly, so that we can encourage people with real compliments that really can impact that person and are based on real good works that they did. And sometimes it's hard for us to see, it's hard for us to, to recognize and then call out, but the more that we do it, the better we get at it. Yeah, I, you nail, nailed something that's really important that, I mean, the worst, one of the worst things you can do is tell someone they can be, and this is unpopular opinion, fine, blow me up on this, I, I really don't care, but telling someone they can be anything they wanna be is bull crap. And it's not helpful because the minute that they don't achieve that thing, they feel like, why can't I? There's something wrong with me. I'm broken. This person who I value and respect told me I could be anything I want to be in life. Now, with that being said, good mentors, good coaches will recognize your potential and coach you up to it, coach you up to your best. And I think that that's fair, right? When, so let me qualify my statement. I, no matter how much I train, I'm just not built to be a linebacker, right? I'm just, I don't, I'm not built that way. Um, there, there are, there's a long list of things that I'm not physically built to do. I'm never going to play in the NBA. So today at 44 years old, if I decided I wanted to start a career in the NBA, it's not even a, well, come on champ, you can do it. Just put your all into it. No, I can't be anything I want to be. But having the right attitude and the right mindset will help me do everything I do better. That's the key. Um, you have to have the aptitude. You have to have this certain level of, of skill, like just natural skill that comes with it. But the one thing that we all can do, and this does apply to everyone, is be the best that we can be. And that's what coaches should do. That's what mentors should do, is bring out the best in us. and um, encourage us to be the best that we can be and coach us up one step better than we are today. Tomorrow they coach us up to one step better. Like you're doing, do a little bit, go a little bit faster. And at some point you will meet your maximum speed, right? That you can run at, but guess what? You can improve your ball handling skills. And guess what? Once you meet your best ball handling skills, you have to maintain those things. If you want to be as fast as you've ever run, if you want to continue to run that fast, you have to continue to train. And that I think is where self-improvement comes in is continuing to, um, to train and nurture that thing that you worked up to achieve. That's a piece that I think people back off of. They get there, then they relax and they'll never be there again, which is taking steps backwards instead of moving forward. My neck hurts. I'm nodding so much. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, there. so that, that is a daily encouragement, though, to continue uh, to, to get better. Hey, and I love what they're doing. They're play, these kids are playing against, um, and there's a life lesson here. 
playing against people who are better than you will make you better. Now, it makes you better physically because you're playing someone who is at a higher skill level. It also, um, mentally, the mental endurance that comes with continually being defeated. But it's not because you suck. It's because they are um, they have developed their skills because they've been playing longer than you have. And at your five-year mark of playing, you'll be at that level perhaps, right? And, and that's the encouragement. If you go look at the three-year version of those five-year players, you're probably in a good spot. But are you doing the best you can do? Are you trying as hard as you can? Can you run a little bit faster? Can you put a little more behind it? If the answer is yes, do that. If the answer is no, you good job. High five. You're doing the best you can. Absolutely. One of the other things that I think about when I think of encouragement is I think about empathy and I think about like understanding where somebody's coming from. And it's kind of like what you're saying here about you're on the three-year mark of a five-year, you know, comparison journey here, you know, where are you falling? But I think that it's important too, if we can empathize or at least sympathize with where somebody is on their walk in life, you know, maybe showing up and staying all day at work is a big deal, you know, because maybe it's, yeah, I, I, you know, you can make up a million situations, right? <clears throat> but that might be something that's important. Maybe there are there maybe there are things in somebody's life that have inhibited them from being able to accomplish certain goals or certain milestones, whatever that may be. And that milestone may be insignificant to somebody else who's further down the road. But because we can recognize that, and I, I love what you said about being a leader, leaders know the way, go the way, and show the way, but they also recognize the maximum potential for the people that they're leading. They invest themselves in the lives of the people that they are leading so that they understand, sympathize, empathize with where they are, where they're headed, and how they're trying to get there. And if we just walk into a room and just be like, oh, that was a great job, yay, and we have no understanding of, of the significance we could be demeaning somebody saying that was the worst performance I ever had. And somebody just complimented me, you know, and a caveat. I don't, if you do know that that was the worst performance, obviously we're not going to walk up and like, dude, that was the worst performance I've ever seen. <laughs> Cause that's the opposite of what you want to do. But. Were you saying I something? might do that actually. I might actually do that. Well, if you know, I mean, think about it, right. If you're coaching somebody, mentoring someone and you know if we don't recognize poor performance and I don't mean like call them out like do it in a loving way like do it in a in a building character kind of way you know and and, and coaches they teach us this is to ask more questions than than project answers like hey would you say that's your best performance a question like that like nah actually that's that actually one of my worst okay so if we're going to acknowledge that what was different about this performance versus one that you think was better? And then, then the, uh, the person that you're coaching gets to think through that process of identifying, was this your best performance or not? No. So there's that cognitive um, uh, understanding of, of the situation. And then what can you do? You know, what was different? That's an, you know, they say, oh, I, I really just didn't get enough sleep last night or, I haven't, I haven't even trained for a week now, you know, or whatever. Cool. So to get back to better, all you have to do is the thing that you know you didn't do. But when you start to think of it that way, it changes it. So I think it is important 
maybe not as a coach to come up and say that sucked, but to allow the person you're coaching to identify whether they believe it was a good performance or not. And they know, yeah. they know. Oh yeah. But then you have an opportunity. What you do there is you create an opportunity to encourage them by when they say, not my best performance, my worst performance. In fact, it's the worst I've ever done. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> what was different about this performance uh, as compared to one of your better performances? Mm -hmm. And then they get to think about that. And now they know what they could do different next time to get there. And that's coaching. Yeah. And, and, and encouraging at the same time. Absolutely. And it's important. We praise in public, we criticize in private, right? When you're not going to walk up to somebody right after the game where they just had the worst game of their life and be like, you know, is that the best performance you've ever given? No, it wasn't, you know, like, like, you know, because that hurts, you know, it hurts when you don't perform well. It hurts when you realize that you let yourself down. It hurts when you realize that you let your team down. And so at the right time, right, maybe that's a practice, like, hey, come early to practice next, you know, next, next week. Let's, let's talk about, you know, where we were at or whatever. That's the time one-on-one -on -one to ask that question. Was that your best performance? And, and kind of go down that route. But I mean, I think you're right. They are calling out that it wasn't their best performance. It's not right. their coach said I was terrible. You know, on the flip side of that, did you want to ask something real quick? There? I was going to say, yeah. I mean, usually you and I are on the same page. I don't know if we are on this one because I really think that we need the encouragement most in those times where it, you know, hits the hardest, right? Now, I'm not saying that in front of the whole team, you call them out. But maybe coming aside and like, you know, like because that's when they're that's when people are feeling it, right? They're gonna and it's gonna, they're gonna dwell on it, you know. So it might be this: um, fumbled the ball, did a mistake, whatever the mistake was, a poor performance, and you know it's gonna, you know that you know they're feeling that, and having that conversation, not to criticize them. I'm not talking about criticism. I'm talking about encouragement, creating an opportunity for encouragement. Mm -hmm. going in there and saying, you know, like hitting it right when it's hitting them the hardest, pulling them aside. I'm like, Hey, fist bump. Hey, what's, you know, and then having that conversation, because when you have that conversation, they get that off their chest. They're, they're not internalizing that struggle. And then what it does is it leads to the opportunity to say, cool, next time, next game, you got this. You already know what to do to make it better. That's it. Mm -hmm. And so instead of thinking like, dang, I suck at this. Like, I, I'll tell you, I, I, I did this personally to myself because we all need encouragement. Um, I actually did a TikTok a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago about, um, or maybe it was an Instagram reel. Like, think about the most positive person you know. That person has doubt too. They, have, they doubt themselves. They have hard times. They have days because I do. I know, I, I know we all do, right? The most positive, most encouraging person has those moments. So we can feel that, that too. Um, this past hunting season, I shot and I missed, I never miss. <laughs> so I'm publicly admitting that. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, I can't believe I missed that shot. I can't believe I missed that shot. And I'm sitting here going through all the scenarios. What did I do wrong? Like, I know I'm a good shot. I know I, you know, but I missed, I just completely missed the animal. And uh, my uncle came to me and says, and he went through the checklist of things that I could have, like, you know, here's how you do it right checklist. And I, and he says, well, maybe it's just a, a fluke. You're a good aim. 
you're a good shot. And he encouraged me. But it wasn't until I voiced it that the opportunity for him to encourage me came around. Mm. And so that's why I say I kind of kind of disagree a little bit. I think we run to the danger right away, bring it out, create that opportunity for encouragement. Yeah, I can see the value in that, especially if somebody's really struggling with it. Um, I, I th in the business place, they talk about calling out um, issues within 24 hours because you don't want to let it go too long. And especially when there's a, a, an issue, um, people don't remember what you say, they remember what you tolerate, right? And that creates culture. And so if you're creating a, a winning culture, then you want to make sure that you're not letting people dwell on it. And I, there's huge value in that, you know, address, especially if they're taking it hard after the game, you can see that, you know, trying to help them get through their weekend. And then on Monday hitting it hard because it's ready to get back to work. Um, on the flip side of all of that. So like, that's the negative side on the positive side. You know, I've, I've, I've one-on-one -on -one called people aside and said, Hey, listen, the, you know, there's a club team here. I think you should try out for it. And you see them light up like, wait, you think I'm good enough for that team? Like, yes, yes, I do. If you work hard, I think you can make that team. That gives them something to live up to and it encourages them in a way that they're now going to work harder for themselves. And that's exciting to see that. You know, I had one person in particular last week and I said, hey, you know, this, these tryouts are coming up. I think you should, should try out for them. And she said, wow, nobody's ever said that I was good enough to make a club team before. I was like, well, it's going to take wow. work, but I think that you're capable. And she walked away on, on cloud nine, like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to try to make that happen. And that, that is the power of, of real encouragement right there. You know, but you can't say that to somebody who's like the, the worst, the worst player, you know, you can't walk up and be like, Hey, you're terrible, but I think you can make this team just to try to get them to get there. You know, we have to have truth in our, our encouragement, yeah. but I mean, it's, it's such a powerful tool though, you know, such a powerful tool. Yeah, it's, it's tough because it's such an individual thing too, right? What motivates me, what encourages me may be different than what encourages you. You know, I see like a project I'm working on and, and the goal is 100,000 downloads, right? That's the standard, like the minimum standard. And I'm like, oh, that's easy. And then someone else may look at that and like, how are you going to get 100,000? Like it's, it's how do we see things? Right. So that big number encourages me. It's, it motivates me where it could be intimidating to someone else. So you wouldn't use a big number to motivate them. Um, so positive, you know, like the positive uh, feedback in the sense of, hey, you can make the club team that works for one team member, but somebody with really low self-esteem and, and a lot of self-doubt um, that may be intimidating and unattainable goal in their mind. And so maybe it's an incremental thing like, hey, you know what? Um, why don't I teach you how to dribble, right? Maybe just learning how to dribble or, you know, something like that. That, you know, could, could be encouraging that, oh, really? I could do that? Whatever. I don't know. Just come up with a thing. And uh, because it is so personal and it is so individual to, to what motivates us and what encourages us. So. Yep. Absolutely. Man, this is a good talk today. I like this. It was. I love that we had a little bit of uh, contention there. Like that's not common. So, uh, but you know what? At the end of the day, we always are on the same page. Like we're saying this, the same thing, but just different ways. So it's it's always yeah. fun to to chat with you about about things like that. Yeah, yeah. And and those those that know us pretty well, 
you know, we'll, we'll let, laugh at this because they'll say, oh, look, Joe contended with Roy. And then Roy is like, oh, yeah, no, 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 you're right. You're right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but it is true because, I mean, we're looking at things from two different sides of the coin, right? Um, and both, both are true you know so right there is that time on monday morning to have the set aside there is that time right after the game to have that com you know to have that conversation and stuff and um but the, well, i think your point was and correct me if i'm wrong but i think your point was like don't swoop in and start barraging berating people right. in front of the team because that's not cool yeah. right that can make them feel uncomfortable that can make them feel even more defeated and you know uh, you know and, and awkward and then that's a bad way because your your leading comment there was, you know, uh, praise in public, criticize in private. And and to me, I understand that's what you were saying there is like, don't do it on the sidelines in front of everybody. Yeah. Get them aside and do it. And I, I so I understood where you were coming from, but I, I just had to add my piece to it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad you did because it made for a really good conversation and there's really good points there. I forgot right. until you brought it up. There's so many times with my kids that if I let it go, it, you know, they're just going to have a terrible day. Um, actually, so I, right. I, we're coming close to the end of our time. I, I really, really, really want to share that if you're not following me on YouTube, if you're not subscribed to my channel, please do so because I'm about to launch a brand new series that I cannot contain my excitement about. YouTube.com slash Roy Browning. Go subscribe. But, uh, in one of the episodes that's coming, that's it's probably still a month off before you all see it, but I'm gonna give you a little sneak peek of this. I totally screwed up as a dad on this video, okay? Like literally yelled at my yelled at my son who's watching right now, and it was he's precious because like when I apologized, he's like, wait, you yelled at me? <laughs> that either means that I yell a lot and don't realize it, or that just means that he's amazing and just has a huge heart and forgives his dad often, which is probably really the case. But the important thing that I took away from that, and I mentioned it in the video, is that if I would have just left it go, I'm the dad, I was right, these bad things happened, and I was justified, if I would have left it there, then more than my son even, my wife would have been mad at me for the next three days because of the way that I handled myself. And I chose right away, like within... I think it was within 10 minutes after like I got my thoughts right. I went and I apologized to every one of my children. I didn't even yell at my daughter and I apologized to her. I didn't yell at my wife and I apologized to her. And most importantly, I apologized to my son who I did yell at because it wasn't the right response to the situation that took place. And what happened was instead of having a negative path, we were on the towpath trail and it has to do with the series that's coming up. But instead of the rest of the day being miserable and Rachel being disappointed in me because I made the bad choice and my son being upset because I yelled at him, we had an amazingly fun time the rest of the day because I made it right in that moment. And that was one of those situations where I had to make it right with everybody right then and there. Otherwise, the rest of the day right. would be miserable. So I love that you called that out, especially in that game. If somebody's going to take that home and, and dwell on it, then we have the power as the coach, as the leader, as the comrade, as the friend, we have the power to make them feel better and start making themselves better by calling it out and, and, and encouraging them. And that's powerful. I love that. I wish we had more time because, well, I'll ask you the question anyway. So what, what about 
when the initial, like the stimulus is the thing that led you to do like, so if the kid does something that is clearly wrong and you lose your temper, um, I'm not saying that was the case with Reese because he never does anything wrong. He's such a good kid. <laughs> I love that. I love you, Reese. Uh, but if, if the kid or the other person doesn't have to be a child in that case, um, but particularly with kids. So does something that's wrong that leads you to acting wrong, right? And you apologize for the way uh, that you responded. How do you address that with the kids? Say, um, I should not have responded. Like, it's, it's like, how do you do the backhanded, you're wrong too, but I'm wrong too with them because I know especially kids who are not uh, mentally, emotionally mature enough to handle some situations to say, look, what you did was wrong. I'm going to apologize for my part, right? I'm going to, like, I should not have responded that way. But then to say, but you shouldn't have done that either, kind of makes it feel a little bit like we're both wrong here. And, but the kids sometimes only hear, I'm wrong <laughs> and yeah. you're not like, you know, they're not wrong, but I am because of how I responded. And so it's, it's a hard, like, do you have any, how do you handle those situations? Yeah, no, you, you answered this question earlier because I've done this. I have completely blown up over stupid stuff. And so I, what I'll do is, especially with my daughter, cause she's getting to that point that she's old enough to really understand like what's going on. And she's watching me. She's watching the way that I respond to things and she's watching to see how I handle it. And so I asked her the question. I said, do you think that what you did was right? No, I don't. Do you think that what the way I responded was right? No, I don't. Let's talk about that. And then we have a conversation yeah. about, you know, well, why do you think that what you did was wrong? Why do you think the way I responded was wrong? And then she's driving the conversation and she's telling me why it was that way. And there's some gaps that we need to fill in as parents. There's some things that maybe they missed, you know? And like, no, you were wrong. No, you were wrong and I was right. <laughs> Not that I've ever said that to my parents ever in my life. <laughs> There's a story in one of my uh, YouTube videos. Um, actually, I don't know if I recorded it, but it'll be in my book. So stay tuned. Go follow me on Instagram, Joe Mans and the number one, uh, because my book's coming out later this year. And this story is in it. So I'm not going to tell you, but it's about the time I called my dad out because he was wrong. And I quickly learned that I was wrong. <laughs> That's back when you um, could use corporal punishment on your children and not get in trouble for it. <laughs> hey, you know what? There's, there's a lot. There are times when our kids are just plain wrong. And, and there are times yeah. when we're just plain wrong, you know, but it That's takes true. a lot of maturity as a parent to be able to identify when we're both wrong. You know, and I really appreciate, Joe, that you're a parent that is willing to look at yourself and yeah. say, you know what, I was wrong in this situation and I need to call out the fact that I was wrong because that's teaching our kids how to say I'm sorry in one of the most yeah. heated environments that we can have as a family unit. That's going to affect their marriage later on. They're going to be able to go and, and apologize to their spouse when they respond poorly because they saw how my dad or my mom apologized to me when they responded poorly. You know, I mean, we're laying the foundations and it's so important. Right setting that standard. I, I literally had this conversation with my daughter um, a month ago or so, and I, I didn't respond <laughs> in a mature, 
appropriate way to a discussion that her and, and Jessica and I were having. And I went back to her later and I'm like, hey, I want to apologize for that. I shouldn't have acted that way. I shouldn't have treated your mother that way. I shouldn't have done that in front of my child. I shouldn't have, you know, shouldn't have handled it that way. And, um, and I did go back and apologize to my wife. And, and I told my daughter, I'm like, hey, um, most importantly, I want you to know that it wasn't okay. So I'm sorry for this. Um, but also, that is a good example of what not to allow in your relationship with your boyfriend, spouse, husband, whatever, when you get to that place. And I hope that, you know, I hope that you don't allow that. And I hope that you recognize that that's no way for, for you to act either. Like that's so using my mistake as an example of what not to do. Um, and having the it's hard to do that, right? It's hard to admit to your child when you're wrong, mm -hmm. but it's important to use those you know, to, to use those negative moments as a positive, an opportunity to teach a positive lesson. Um, so I don't know that it did a lot, but I feel better having done it that way. <laughs> uh, we can only hope that what we do as parents sticks, right? And, uh, <laughs> My sister's down here laughing about the dad story where the day I became a man. <laughs> she said she remembers that story. <laughs> uh, wait till you read the book. It's a, it's a whole thing, man. <laughs> so, all well, right, Roy, I think we're probably over time here. Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah. But this is a great conversation. I hope everybody enjoyed it. And um, hopefully uh, we'll get all the bugs worked out, you know, as, you know, we starting was a little a little rough, but you know we're learning. We're we're making it better, and uh, hopefully yeah. everyone was able to get here. It's great to see everybody's comments on the side here, not just one person over here, one person over there. So I mean, right away, a huge improvement. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, Roy, I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody watching today. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you like the birds chirping in the background. I just had a little change of scenery this morning. And oh, by the way, Hayden'sCorner.org. I don't know if you see my shirt or not, but Hayden'sCorner.org still a very important mission that my buddy Brad Hunstable is on, um, saving lives, especially as we're, we're kind of getting back to normal. The suicide rates are through the roof. This is an experience that his family had personally. They lost their son last year. He was 12 years old just before his 13th birthday. Um, you know, even as we're transitioning back into a little bit more of normalcy, the kids are still going through some things that we don't understand as parents. So conversations matter have conversations with your kids and um, there you go. Amen to that brother. That's all I have. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for watching today and uh, check us out next week, Thursday morning in the Facebook group. And um, it's just word of the week group. If you're searching on Facebook for, you know, if you want to tell your friends and stuff, just search for word of the week group and you should find us. You'll see, uh, you'll see our beautiful faces and uh, we'll see you next week. All right. See you buddy. Take care.